a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Small businesses bring Utah together. They inspire goodness and connect communities. These are their stories from Mighty Main Street, brought to you by the Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Here's our host, Chris Redgrave, on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Mighty Main Street is a business show about our small businesses in Salt Lake County and the state of Utah. These extraordinary business owners share their journeys of how they're thriving in today's business environment. Visit Salt Lake and Utah Office of Tourism make this program possible. I have Mary Homer Crafts with me today, former president and CEO of Culinary Crafts. And you absolutely nailed it with this business. Uh, you did such an amazing job for so long. Uh, before you, your sons took over, how many years had you uh, run your own catering business? <laughs> a long time, uh, 35 years, and now, of course, we're approaching our 38th year in business. So a long time serving uh, Utah and Utah really and beyond, making a difference just, you know, one dinner at a time. Well, it was an extraordinarily successful catering operation, Mary. You're, you're, I think you're being a little shy, and I know that your sons grew up <laughs> in it, and so they're the next leaders, and they just... Uh, unfortunately, stepped into a uh, pandemic as they were taking over the operation, but they're going to come out of it stronger than ever, and especially with your guidance and your and your influence. So I know that you have another project that you want to share with us, and I'm excited to talk to you about this, Mary. And it, it just fits right into what your expertise is, and that is your expertise is food and entertainment and really in service to the individuals that have been a part of your success for the last uh, over 30 years. Tell us the name of this new program. Well, it's called the $100 dinner club and you're absolutely right chris having been a part of the hospitality industry for over 35 years i was keenly aware of the needs of the people who work and serve us every single day and this pandemic has hit the hospitality industry harder than anything else and i've watched it i've watched it with our wonderful team from culinary crafts and as i looked around i thought how can we make a difference and I wore a necklace that is a euro, uh, and it has a single one cut out. And every day I wear it, I never take it off to remind me I am only one, but one is enough to make a difference. And so with this $100 dinner club, the idea is that 30 women, and hopefully there are different women every, there were different women last night even, sign and pay their $100 to come. That $100 reserves their spot. And then we take nothing out of that. 100% of that goes to the tip that night for our servers. And women come and we um, you know, purchase our own meal, tip whatever we'd want there, have what to eat or what to drink, whatever you want. And then, like, for example, last night we had four servers and they were four men and we've never given away to men before. And I almost thought as a woman, oh, 
oh, I hope that they will be as touched by this as a, as the women have been. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and when they came up at the end of the night and they had no idea all night what we were doing and why we were there and what we had gathered for. And we had this $3,000 in cash. And Kate Strong, who is my partner in this, said, we know that the more that we give, the more we receive. And this is our gift to you tonight. For the four of you, we have $3,000 in cash. And we videotaped this. And you should see the looks on these men's faces. They gasped. One covered his eyes. And one by one, I asked them, what were they going to do with this money? And without hesitation, they were going to serve their families. It was all about their children and their wives. We couldn't make a difference to all the hospitality industry, but last night we made a difference to four of them. So we have started this. It's the first Thursday of every uh, month. And the reason I'm on your show today is because next month we're going to choose a restaurant down on the mighty Salt Lake City Main Street. Yes. Because we know that those restaurants are struggling down there without anybody filling those office buildings. And what we're thriving daily businesses now are wondering if they can keep their doors open. They are. Or we're going to help one of them next month. I certainly want to brainstorm that with you because we do have a lot of restaurants downtown that have had some real challenges. And what's interesting about your point to that, Mary, is the fact that the concentration of our restaurants downtown have served the downtown of Salt Lake City. And so, you know, with our mm-hmm. vibrancy of our office buildings being full and tourists coming in, I mean, look what happened to our convention industry. We had, uh, just so that our listeners yeah. know, we had over $300 million of canceled conventions. And the impact of tourism and losing our our convention business for just a short period of time, because it's going to come back, has been extraordinary. And you're absolutely right about the restaurant business, especially the hospitality and the restaurant business, especially. Over 100,000 restaurants are out of business in the United States, and I think we're over 500 in the state of Utah. That's significant. What I would like to do is reach out to your listeners, Chris, and just say, if you were a 20% tipper, now's the time to be a 30% tipper. If you were a 15% tipper, now's the time to be a 30% tipper. You know I mean, that you can make a small difference in your own way whenever you stop and are served by someone in this industry. You don't have to be part of the $100 Women Club to make a difference in what we're doing. You can make a difference. I, I got a drink the other day. It was 10 bucks, and I left a $20 tip. Yeah. I made a difference for her in her life. One person at a time. What I I love about your point about this, Mary, is that you made a difference in yours when you did that because there's not there's no fanfare. You don't have a video on it. You're just uh, you're doing it. And I tell you, people have just been so they've been so grateful for it. And, you know, you're talking to somebody who was in the restaurant industry. I mean, I have been a server. I have been a bartender. Uh, I know what those tips mean. I mean, you're paid so little. Your paycheck that you get really is next to nothing. You really are working for the gratuities and you're working for the generosity your clientele. You do. You work very hard. And uh, it's a it's a tough business, but it's a fun business. How did you get this inspiration? It basically came from my friend Kate Strong. Uh, This was her idea. She kind of ran it by me. And I said, let's do it. Okay, we're gonna jump on this. We're gonna make this happen. Um, We're gonna use my social media network. And within two days, all the spots were filled. And what the comments I heard last night were went like this. I go to a lot of networking. I've been to a lot of women's things, but there was something about this that was very different. And they were trying to pinpoint what it was. And I said, it was the act of service, the act of giving that made this gathering so different. 
you weren't here because you were worried about FOMO. You were here because you knew what we were doing and you wanted to help. And the feeling in that room last night was palpable. You could feel the energy and the love. You know, what's interesting about this, too, is that all the people, you just order your own food and you pay for your own food. And so that's separate from the money that you're garnering. And so people just give $100 and you're doing it through Venmo, right? They're just going to, they send it in that way. And then you turn it into cash when you give it to them? Yep. We took it out of the ATM yesterday afternoon and (laughs) took it right up to them. And and, and it was incredibly, you know, like, oh, my gosh, got $3,000 in in the pocket here. And when Kate, when we had them up front and she pulled that money out in cash, even I went, that's a lot of money. (laughs) Good. Last night was your second night. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Second night for the 100 Um, Dinner Club. So the idea here, Chris, is not, I mean, I don't have a patent on this. I don't have any sort of um, idea that this is mine and mine alone. No, the idea is that we inspire other people to make their own $100 Dinner Club. I don't have any ego around this. It's I don't have this trademarked. I want everyone to be doing this in their own communities. Uh, on Facebook this morning, someone said, I want to start one in Eagle Mountain. I had a friend from Florida in Sarasota said, we're starting one here. This is going to spread like wildfire. And I'm just so excited to even do it in a small piece of the impetus of starting this kind of movement where the rubber meets the road, helping people. Well, and you know what's so cool about the flexibility of this, Mary? First of all, I love your attitude of just ha- casting the big net and saying this is for everybody if they have the means to be able to do this. Uh, you know what? Someone could have a $25 club. They could have a $20 club. I mean, they yeah. could go and yeah. have one server taking care of them, and it could be, you know, five people. It could be a, a family. It could be 10 people. It could be, you know, men and women, and, and all types of groups could do this, and it could be a smaller fee, a smaller entry fee, but the idea is you yep. pay for your own food, and all the money that it costs to just attend this is what goes to the server. And so you can scale it. Absolutely. And there's like you, you maybe you'll have one around nail salons or, you know, a spa or I don't know what sure. your theory or, you know, your, your focus is going to be. But the idea is that whatever it is, you can turn that personal love that you have for an industry into something where you're serving that industry in return for what's been given you. These are not individuals that are making millions of dollars. So it's a, it can be a tough business right. and it's a lot of fun. Uh, but a lot of, we have a lot of students. We have a lot of uh, family members that are, you know, that are trying to make a go, not to mention the restaurant owners that are, that are hanging in there right now. And so I just think That's that right. this is, you know, this doesn't <laughs> surprise me about you, Mary. It really doesn't. Uh, you had the same attitude with your wonderful company, Culinary Crofts. And I know that, that your sons are, uh, are going to take this to the next level. But as a president and CEO and one of the few female presidents and CEOs, certainly for the last, 35 years in the state of Utah with her own catering industry. You've been a real pioneer, and I'm I'm not surprised you're pioneering again. And I think this is really cool, and I think people could have a $10 club, a $20 club, a $30 club. People could have a $500 club. They could really blow someone's mind. So the flexibility of this is totally cool. Is there a website that people can go if they want to just mimic this in their own town? You know, not really. We haven't put one together yet, but we are putting together something like that right now. You can just simply find out about it on my social media pages uh, under Mary Craft. Uh, um, that's my handle on Instagram and on Facebook. And we're going to be putting up a LinkedIn page on it. And we thought we might try and get a 501c3 designation just so if people want to be able to tax deduct, we're hoping that we'll be able to put that together. Um, both Kate and I have a couple foundations under our belts, and so we may be able to do that. 
the sky's the limit and just start letting your mind flow of what can I give back? Chris, you know this. You can't give it away. You can't give more away than you're going to receive in return. I was so richly blessed and filled last night. That $100 I paid, I would have paid $1,000 for what I experienced last night. Yeah, I mean, just look at it that way. Instead of paying a counselor, just go do that. (laughs) (laughs) Come pay $100 to hang out with Mary Crafts. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Mary Crafts, thank you so much. Former president and CEO of Crafts Culinary. Her sons are taking over this incredible catering operation now. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Mary's launched her winter dinner club. Congratulations. I'm going to be there in April, and uh, people can just go to your social media pages and find out how to do this. That's right, Chris. Thanks so much. We look forward to sharing the joy with you next month. If you want to hear this interview again, download the KSL News Radio app or listen anywhere you find great podcasts. Just search Mighty Main Street. We're coming right back on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.